Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm the host of Business Creators Radio Show. And as the name says, our listeners are business creators. Generally speaking, they fall into four categories. You have your entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses, such as marketing and business coaches, virtual assistants, search engine marketing experts, social media managers, and anybody who helps others succeed in the game of marketing, and of course, do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment to explore our episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of marketing at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check out our podcast on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show, where you can see the complete archive of all of our previous episodes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message further. Now, today's episode is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. Now, I'm in the business of website conversions and helping people simplify their internet marketing technology. And despite all this, one of the biggest questions that I get is, how do you get more what we call SEO, or search engine optimization? And what we're going to discover today is it's so much more than just putting up backlinks or doing things with your keywords or keyword density or things like that. We're going to learn so much about, I guess, shall we say, a bit of the secret sauce of our search engine optimization and search engine marketing strategy and how that ties to content marketing. In fact, the title of today's episode is Use Content Marketing to Supercharge Your SEO, SEM Strategy and Conversions. And I am extremely honored. I mean, I'm beyond honored today to have as our guest a really good friend of mine who has been a colleague of mine. We, you know, we both share a client for the past three or four years now, Gary George, founder of Blazon Multimedia. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Adam. Thanks so much for having me on. You bet. You bet. And just uh, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with who you are or who may have heard of you and just want to kind of get the background information, I'll just tell you people very briefly who Gary George is. He's the founder and CEO of Blazon Multimedia, a creative and marketing solutions company that specializes in web development, online marketing, SEO, which is search engine optimization, PPC, which is pay-per-click marketing, local search, which is a really big deal, video and social media marketing. He launched the agency in 1998, and since then, he's been integral in acquiring and serving its high-profile clients, including some names you know like Verizon, Bonage, Virgin Records, the United Nations, Panasonic, Michael Baisden, Teddy Pendergrass, and many more. Gary is an Internet technology and marketing expert, thought leader and consultant to a variety of global business leaders, entertainers, celebrities, and athletes. He developed technical and marketing solutions for Fortune 500 companies, as well as progressive startups that are challenged in reaching their niche markets. And as a consultant, Gary's generated more than $48 million for his clients within the past five years by identifying and reversing limiting patterns in their marketing strategy. I've seen this firsthand through Gary's work with one of my clients, one of my good friends, and in fact, one of our recent guests on Business Creators Radio Show, Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru. He successfully applied his business success techniques to a variety of industries, teaching his clients how to duplicate their efforts via technology and marketing automation. One of the things I love about working with Gary is he really gets the tech stuff and how to make that work simply for you. The results speak for themselves, and he continues to be the go-to guy when organizations are tired of thinking small and ready for explosive growth. Gary, do you think you're going to be able to live up to that introduction? 
<laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. All, all of our listeners know that we try and have fun here because, after all, it's fun. As Jack Welch would say, it's business. It's not some pompous-ass thing. We try and have some fun here. We try to share some great knowledge. And I've been really looking forward to picking Gary's brain because he has just got – the king's ransom of knowledge when it comes to search engine optimization and search engine marketing. But before we dive in, let's take a quick step back and give our listeners a chance to get to know you just a little bit. Now, I read off your bio there, but just tell us in your own words a little bit about your background and what really brought you to where you are today, helping entrepreneurs and business owners with content marketing, search engine optimization, and search engine marketing. Yeah, that, that's that, that's great. That's a great question because I got quite a, a a significant story of how it all began. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to summarize it all in a few words. Um, basically, back in yeah, exactly back in '98 uh, when I first started the company, it was all about us doing these great creative projects that were you know had a tremendous amount of sizzle that looked really really great that were just really mind blowing for people to say wow you guys really create some cutting edge creative uh, types of, of, of materials. And we did that uh, for quite some time. Uh, we kind of specialized in the entertainment industry. We did a lot with the entertainers and athletes and stuff like that. So we had a lot of good clients that we could really do this over-the-top styled uh, design work and development work and just really pump out some good, good stuff. Um, we, we started to deal with some of the other clients who were up and coming as well, some of the smaller business owners, medium-sized businesses, and we realized that we were doing all of this great work, this super fantastic creative work, but no one was ever seeing it because um, the client didn't have a clue as to how to market it. So they would come to us and right. spend you know, a huge amount of dollars with us getting these websites and everything else up and running, and then at the end of the day, they didn't know what to do with it, and it would sit there, and no one would see our great work at the end of the day. So that's the, that's the reason how um, or how I got into the marketing services side of things because I really wanted people to generally see the work that we produce. You know, you touch on something that means a lot to me, too. I'm very picky about who I work with as a client. And, in fact, I've let a lot of clients go. And one of the biggest reasons that I let clients go when I have to is because they build all these great things and they never, they never use them. They never see the light of day. They'll spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars setting up a, a website or some sort of product or what have you, and then they'll get so buried in that and so worn out by that, and then when it comes time to launch, they're pretty much spent both financially and emotionally, and it just never gets out there. I need to work with people who are massive action takers, and Gary, what I know about you, and I've seen your work style, you are very much a massive action taker. It's, it's, you know, it's constant motion, constant action, and that's what I really, really like about working with you. Now, here's the thing. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything except time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for your clients and customers? Time and money, absolutely. Uh, most of the clients that we see um, they have more of one than the other most of the time. Right. And that's, that's what you see. They're either going to ha have an uh, overabundance of time and a lack of money, or they're going to have uh, quite a bit of money and, and not that much time. And those are the clients that we really um, do the best with, are uh, the individuals right. who, are, who are financed um, and can 
role into what they want to do, but at the same time they understand the value of their time and they're willing to pass along those and delegate those services to professionals like us. Those become the most profitable, right. not just the most profitable, but the most profitable in terms of results of what we can produce for mm -hmm. the client in return. And those are the clients that, right. and I, what I've always preached to some of the clients who aren't in that realm yet, we're trying to get them to that point but have them understand that the more you delegate, the more you actually get back in return. That's very true. And you hit on a very important point there. And, and what it, Gary just gave our listeners is a little bit of mindset advice, which is to not be afraid to delegate and not be afraid to let the experts do their job. I tell you that you need to understand what your experts are doing for you. So you need to understand search engine optimization. You need to understand search engine marketing. You need to understand how that ties to content marketing. You need to know how these three things work together. You need to know what they are, how they're defined, and how they synchronize. But once you understand that, you need to be able to delegate that to somebody and trust them in order to get the results you really need. I mean, you have to know what it looks like. So if somebody's telling you it's a duck, you need to be able to see that it quacks. But otherwise, <laughs> you, know, you absolutely need to be able to trust others with it. Now, I think it's time we kind of dive in here a little bit, and I'd like to start with a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. Every time I open up my email, every time I check the promotions tab in my Gmail, I see some guru or somebody on the Warrior Forum or somebody who's sending out an email promising push-button traffic to your website. And when I see this, I cringe. And furthermore, when I'm told that it costs just $47 to push that button, you'll get all this automatic traffic to your website, I tune out. Those who listen to Business Creators Radio know, because I've said this several times before, that I don't want traffic to my website. I want visitors to my web pages who are pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped to take action, which we'll discuss a little bit later in this call. So when you hear phrases like push-button traffic to your website, when you hear they cost just $37, do you think that these phrases are dangerous? If so, why? And if not, why not? <laughs> yeah, they're very dangerous, extremely dangerous. And if anybody out here really thinks that, uh, it's as easy as paying something as small as 47 bucks to get a flood of traffic that <laughs> you really need to go back and rethink uh, uh, your, your, the, the whole direction you're taking your company because we know that if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. And uh, we would right. all be sitting pretty at the end of the day. But it's just not possible or feasible. And everything that looks too good to be true, normally that is the case. And that's for sure one of those prime examples. Um, the thing that's so dangerous about it is the fact that uh, yeah, you can get a flood of traffic for 47 bucks, but is it going to be the right type of traffic? Is it going to convert, or is it just going to be a bunch of people who come and go and within, 30, within 20, 10, 5 seconds of landing on your page? And is it going to also, uh, the means that was used to generate that traffic that you have no idea how it came, how they did that, uh, can also be very malicious and do some things to your domain reputation that will scar you for life and Google could blackball uh, you, and uh, you'll never see the light of day ever on a Google search engine. So uh, those are the types of things you want to definitely not be want to pay 47 bucks to uh, experience something like uh, getting blacklisted from Google. 
Right. And you have to really think about what traffic means and where it comes from. Here's something I do with my clients, for instance. Uh, whenever a client of mine comes to me and they say they want to launch a website and they want to do it under this, that, or the other, and they come up with a domain, the very first thing I do is I research that domain. I find out, has it been hosted before? If so, what was it? Uh, you know, a mutual friend of ours who I think you know, uh, Jessica Rose of InterviewConnections.com. In fact, she was our very first guest on Business Creators Radio. Right. She, when she launched the website, interviewconnections.com, which is her service that helps you know, people like me link with people like you. In other words, radio show hosts, podcast hosts, and, uh, and hangout hosts find guests for their shows to deliver content. I researched the domain interviewconnections.com, and I found out that interviewconnections.com had previously been somebody else's website. Now, fortunately, it was – you know, not a bad website. It actually was belonged to a it actually belonged to a career counseling firm, and they were interpreting the idea of interview connections as how we get you interviewed for your next job. But you have to really be careful because you never know if this hot domain that you're buying uh, used to be a porn site or it was had all kinds of malicious negative traffic driven to it, and that's the reason why they let it go. So if you see this domain out there, and I, I learned this, and you're thinking. Why is that domain just sitting there? I can't believe somebody didn't grab this. Just go to the Wayback Machine, and I, I can't guarantee, but I can give you a pretty good clue that somebody probably already did grab it, and it may be too hot to handle. That may be the reason why it's sitting there. You never really know. And if you do this to your domain, you could be potentially sunk, and you may you know, be able to find yourself in a situation where you lose your domain altogether. And when somebody tells me it costs $47 or even $97 to just push a button and get traffic to my website, yeah, I necessarily cringe for two reasons, one of which is that. And the other is, as you said, I mean, is this really quality traffic or are these people who take surveys in the hope of making a million dollars who land on your webpage? You really just don't know. And you really can't expect to just you know, get a flood of visitors. You said it yourself. If it sounds like it's too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you make yep. a good point about that. That was a really great tip about using the Wayback Machine. Uh, that's something that we use religiously in the SEO uh, world to um, look at and examine uh, site reputation and also to pick up um, and utilize uh, domains that have been abandoned to uh, redirect some of the SEO link juice to other websites. But uh, that is definitely a great point. You want to look at the history of that domain uh, because if they were what uh, what's called a, in a bad neighborhood to Mr. Google, um, you will always be relegated to never seeing the light of day and doing everything you possibly can and figuring out one day that you're not getting any SEO results because you have a domain that was uh, that's blacklisted. Right, right. And you don't want to end up doing that to yourself either because then what happens is you can end up doing that to other people who depend on backlinks from your website because you never know who may be linking to and from your website who may be benefiting from that, and you can end up doing them a negative turn, and then who knows what happens. I mean, it can really boomerang. So when you see something that's too good to be true, I tell people it is too good to be true. Now, another thing that so many of our listeners tell me they need are push-button systems. Oh, this word push-button, because we all saw the commercials where you got to push the easy button, and it's just become part of the lexicon. So these push-button systems for Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Bing advertising, and more. Now, let me throw this question at you. Do you think people really need paid advertising? Is getting their website ranked for the right key phrases enough? Or what would you suggest people do? Because I know you do both. So tell me, uh, you know, it's after this how you see fit. Because uh, I've seen studies that say that just getting your re- website ranked organically 
is better than paid advertising. And I've also seen people say, well, forget about even getting ranked organically because you're going to be a tiny fish in a giant shark tank and just buy the traffic. I mean, what would you suggest? Uh, that's a very good question. It's an age-old question and one that our clients bring up to us and ask me all the time. They say, which one do you recommend? Which one should I do? Um, if you have the budget, of course, I always say you should do both. And the reasoning behind that is if you're going to and your goal is to make as much money as you possibly can, like it is for most of all of us business owners, we want the entire pie. I want 100% of the pie. So in the pay-per-click right. world and the SEO world, what's known as uh, the general consensus is about 70 to 80 percent of people click on organic listings uh, when they do a web search on Google. And that means the ones that come up in the regular search results in the body of the page. On the right-hand right. side in the top, that's your pay-per-click listings. Uh, those are the people who are paying for their positions. Every time you click one of their ads, they pay Google a certain percentage of the click. Um, those are the paid ads. The paid ads generally are, get about 20 to 30 percent of the clicks um, that happen when people do a search on Google. So right. would you prefer to make 70% of all the money that you could make, or would you prefer to make 100% of all the money you could make? And I think for any of us business owners who are trying to maximize our spend, we want 100%. I want the most profit I can possibly get. So why would I just be you know, sufficient with saying, hey, I want 70, 70 is good. That's where the majority of the money is. I want to just be there, and that's it. Forget the other 30. I don't want it. You know, no, I want right. that 32. So we're always pushing people to say, if this is working and you know that it's working, you'd be a fool not to capitalize on the other 30% that's sitting right there. Um, however, there's uh, uh, now this is the, the other thing that you mentioned was which one should we do? Uh, should we do SEO? Should we do pay-per-click? Now, strategically, if there is a um, uh, budget that has, uh, that has a limited budget, right? And if you have a limited budget, then you have to do something to get as much money as you can, as quickly as you can to reinvest. If you're in that right. position, pay-per-click is the way to go. Pay-per-click is going to get you and allow you to see more immediate returns on your investment. That's because we're right. immediately putting those ads out. People are going to be clicking on them. As soon as I post it, it's going to be up the next day. You're going to start generating traffic. You're going to start to generate some funds from your efforts that you can reinvest into some other things. SEO is a long-term strategy. SEO takes a little bit longer to uh, position yourself in the search engines, uh, 30, 60, 90 days for some of the terms, depending on how competitive they may be. And when that's right. the case, you're going to roll yourself into a position, but it's a long-term investment strategy. It's something that's going to pay you back over and over, hand over fist, for many, many months um, once you're ingrained and you have uh, top the, the the charts of the SEO ranking world in, in, on Google. Um, so SEO will bring you back over time uh, a bigger, larger return on investment depending on what industry that you're in, um, but the pay-per-click will supplement what it is that you're doing. So for us, like what we do all the time with our clients ourselves, we're doing both. We want to be everywhere. We're on pages sometimes bidding on our own company name, and for a lot of our clients, we do the same thing. <laughs> Why? Your company is number one for most of the things you're bidding on. I mean, for most of the searches that people do, you're going to be number one in the organic results. But if you take a look at some of the big businesses out there and some of the big companies, you'll see them doing the same thing. They're not only positioned number one organically, but they're positioned number one in the paid ads as well because they understand the concept that I want everything. And that's, that's the strategy that you have to use. 
Right. So what I want to pull out here real quickly is ultimately, you know, I want the whole pie or, or the phrase that I like is that, you know, uh, you know, I don't want 80 cents on a dollar. I want a dollar on a dollar. I don't want 70 cents. I don't want 80 cents. I want a dollar on the dollar for my investment. So I want 100% of Google. I want those organic results and I want those paid results if I'm doing both. But what I want to bring out is, you know, very quickly in your response here, let's say that you need a shot in the arm quickly. You really need to get clicks. You need to get some targeted visitors, uh, some optimized traffic, shall we say, very quickly. Running a pay-per-click will get you to the top. It will help you buy your way to the top. So you'll sit along the sides, you'll sit along the top. Now at that point, you may be getting 20 for 30% of the clicks, and that's perfectly fine, but you're also going to be within that first monitor scroll of the Google search results, which is really going to help you. Just you know, The way I think of it is, and the analogy that popped into my head while you were telling me that, is if I wanted to get the Business Creators radio show known in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where I'm actually in the process of moving to right now, I'm going to buy the highest possible billboard that can be seen from the greatest distance, install a neon light on that thing, and put a picture of me and businesscreatorsradioshow.com next to it, and I will just buy my way to the top of everything else you're going to see on the skyline. So that's the analogy. If you want to get up there quickly, buy it. But in the longer run, you also want to be getting those organics because you want it all. Um, organic, once you gain it and maintain it, will stick with you. Pay-per-click depends on you continuing to fund the budget because, Gary, uh, you, you, know, you tell me, the moment a client says, I'm not going to do the ad spend anymore, do their ads not immediately disappear? Absolutely. They're immediately that, gone. That's the thing. So, yeah, so, so on the one hand, it, it's the power of the purse. Uh, you know, if I want to get to the top quickly, I can buy my way to the top. It just depends on how far I'm willing to go with that and how far I'm willing to stretch my bank account. I and mean, that's perfectly fine, and that's, you know, as I like to say, the American way. But we also kind of want to focus on both strategies because in the long run, that's what builds you a stable, prosperous, growing business on a solid foundation. So right. overall, that was great. In fact, to me, it was a little bit eye-opening. I, I, I love the way you answered that. It was even a little bit different than what I was expecting, which is great. So let's move. Yeah. Uh, we're about a third of the way through here. So let's move now to the okay. main theme of today's interview. And before we do that, let's define our terms. So if you could just take a moment and explain to me what the terms content marketing, search engine optimization, and search engine marketing mean, because there's a few different things we're talking about, although I do see them using interchangeably. Okay, sure, yep. Uh, when it comes to content marketing, I'll first explain that. Content marketing is purely um, the, the means of taking articles and e-books or any other type of content, video, and putting it out there uh, to draw people back uh, into your funnel. Um, you're putting out great right. information so that people can absorb it, people can learn from you, they can see you as the, the, the leading industry-leading resource and uh, refer back to you when they're ready to actually purchase a service um, in your industry. So that's content marketing. That's purely what it is. When it comes to SEO, SEO is search engine optimization. That's purely us ranking your website for any particular term that people may search for your product or service. Uh, so that search engine optimization is purely us just getting you to rank organically for any keyword that people will go to Google, type in, that's related to your business. Search engine marketing, or SEM, is a culmination of them all. It uh, is the uh, search engine optimization. 
It's also the content marketing. It's also pay-per-click ads. It's also video that appears in the search engine results, YouTube uh, videos you'll frequently see appearing in Google's search results, of course, because Google owns mm -hmm. YouTube. Uh, you'll see um, other things as well like news uh, snippets and everything else that you'll see that when you search on Google and any other search engine, you will see these different things that appear. That's the culmination right. of search engine marketing. That's using everything. So whether I'm paying for it, I'm doing it organically, whether I'm using video, whether I'm using an ebook, whether I'm using a PDF, whether I'm using whatever to get there, social media listings that appear in the search results, those are all a culmination of what we're doing. We're just using the search engines to market your service or business. Right, right. I wanted to first of all bring out that very clear distinction because SEO and SEM get used interchangeably all the time. And I really wanted to point this out. Search engine, search engine optimization is just you know, the process of getting you ranked, getting you found on page one of Google. Search engine marketing is when you use the tools to achieve that rank, basically, is the way I described it. Am I saying that pretty much correctly? Yep, that is, that's basically it. And it's using all of the weapons that you can possibly have out there to really push yourself through using the search engines as your marketing funnel and vehicle. Sounds good to me. I'd like to go off on a slight tangent here because I'm Adam Homie, founder of the Business Creators Radio Show. I can do that. <laughs> so I, I just went out. So I just went out some fun saying that. Um, you you said something, and when you said this in your definition, it really jumped out at me. So there's a point I really want to make for our listeners today. Uh, because the question comes up, you know, how do I rank my website? Uh, what key phrases do I use? What terms do I use? And I've seen people say, well, the name of my book is uh, Moribund Frankfurter, so I want to be found for Moribund Frankfurter. Okay, that's great, because if that's the name of your book, you're probably going to rise to number one if you have the domain moribundfrankfurter.com and you do some content marketing around that. But the question is, is anybody really searching for that, or are they searching for a book on how to make widgets? See, if, exactly. I have, if, 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 if the topic of my book was how to make widgets, I want to be found on how to make widgets. And ideally, I want to be found on both search terms. But if I had to pick one, the story that I like to tell, uh, the football player, Joe Theismann. Now, did you know that uh, his last name was originally pronounced Theismann? No. Yeah. His original his name, I mean, it's always been spelled that name, but it was originally pronounced Joe Theismann. Now, at the height of his football career, he was, up as a candidate for the Heisman Trophy, and his coach asked him, what's your name? He said, I'm Joe Theismann. He said, no, 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 no. You're, you're up for the Heisman Trophy, so your name is now Joe Theismann. Theismann, Heisman, he gets a little psychological thing there, a little, little right. bit of persuasion, a little NLP tactic there. And Joe told his dad, who basically freaked out on him, was like, how dare you dishonor the family name? Uh, you know, we're proud of this name. How can you change the pronunciation of the name to go after a trophy? And then as Joe's career continued to progress and he became known as Joe Theismann, uh, you know, that's just the way it worked out. So several years later, uh, he was over at his parents' house and he sat down to dinner and he, and he looked over his, and he said, Dad, how do you pronounce our name? And Dad said, Theismann, why the hell are you asking me that now? <laughs> the, reason I bring, the, reason I bring, the reason I bring this up is because – Again, I want to make the point that when you are looking to be found on search engines, you have to bear in mind what are people actually looking 
for? What is really going to get you the results? I want the search engine results that are going to get me the types of targeted visitors to my web pages who are likely to take action. So you find out who needs what you need, what you offer, you go where they're hanging out and you offer to them in the language they understand. That in essence is search engine marketing uh, as I see it because you're using the tools such as YouTube, such as social media, and various other platforms to optimize the website, of course, but you're doing it in the language that your searchers understand. So, Gary, if you don't mind, uh, can we uh, put you in the hot seat here for a minute? Absolutely. All right. So, let's say I were to hire you today to help me optimize this area of my marketing. How would this work? What would happen? And what would I need to know so I recognize the value of your work as the client. And we have a bit of time here, so please just take us down the path. I really want our listeners to get a sense of what it truly means to bring together content marketing, search engine optimization, and search engine marketing. This is the part, folks, where if you're listening either live or to the podcast, it's time to pull out those pen and papers. Right. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Well, when it comes to SEO, this is what you need to look for. Number one out the gate, any SEO professional is going to beat you in the head with this one word, keyword, well, it's two words, keyword research. <laughs> right. That's what it's all about. It boils down to your keywords. And just like you were saying, I don't want to rank for some miscellaneous term that's not getting a, a, a bunch of traffic, irrelevant traffic for my product or service. I need to be exactly where the people who are searching for what it is that I have are. And the way that you do that is, number one, all of us SEO professionals who really understand the game spend a significant, significant amount of time eating, sleeping, dreaming about keywords. We are constantly drilling into our keywords to find those that are going to give us the most traffic with the least amount of competition with the greatest commercial intent. And commercial intent means the intent for a person, a keyword that they use when they intend to buy something. And we use right. that, and I'm going to tell you the difference between some of the keywords that we also and how we bundle them together. It's a psychological thing that we also unravel into our keyword research. And we're breaking them down into those three categories as, as what I just told you. But when we're first going out for a client and we're generating capital, and our goal is to get them as much money as we can as fast as we can, our goal is to find all the keywords we can that have the most traffic the least amount of competition, and we want those buyer, we want those users who are in buying mode. We call it buying phase or buying cycle. They're going to use a lot right. more specific terms than people who are in research mode. Research mode is going to be the people who start out very general, and that's the usually when people come to us to do SEO, they're mostly always picking those research terms, and they think that those are the best ones. So people say, hey, I want to rank for cars. I want to rank for, you know, <laughs> airplanes or something mm -hmm. like that. And we'll say, yes, it would be great to rank for that, but it's crazy competitive. And number two, it's not even the most, um, not even the most uh, targeted traffic that you want to go after. Those are the people who are just in research mode. You're going to start out very general, but as you get a little bit more sophisticated, your car's term is going to turn into, I'm looking for a 1998 yellow Corvette uh, 
blah, 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 with tan interior. You know, now they're getting down to the nitty-gritty because they've done their research, they uh, identified exactly what it is that they're looking for, and they're drilling down to some specifics. Those are the type of terms that we want to go after first when it comes to an SEO push for most of our clients because that's our goal. We want to produce as, as fast as we can the most profit that we can for all of our clients. That's the difference. Right. So if you go to an SEO professional and they're not speaking this type of language, they really don't understand marketing. They're just a robot, and they're going to try to get you positioned for whatever easy term they can position you for. The number two biggest right. mistake and ploy that a lot of these SEO firms use is they say, we're going to optimize your site for 20 terms. And basically what they're doing is just taking some very um, – they're taking terms that don't get a lot of traffic, that aren't going to get you very, that aren't going to get you any significant amount of traffic. There's, and they know that they can get you to rank for them very quickly. So they're saying, yeah, I'm going to get you to rank for all these terms. And most people look at it and say, wow, I'm ranking for, you know, plumbers in, uh, you know, the back streets of uh, Neptune, New Jersey. Yeah, look at that, you know. And and it's like that. No one's searching that, you know. Nobody's really searching right. that. But for the average person, they're looking at it and saying. Wow, I'm ranking for 20 different terms. Look at these terms I'm ranking for. But there's no traffic. So that's why um, those guys who come out and say, I'm going to optimize you for 10, 20 terms, they are almost always giving you a bunch of junk terms, and that's the reason that they're saying they're going after 10 or 20. We know as link-building professionals that if you do that, all you're doing is diluting your efforts. If I go after 10 terms and I'm using the same amount of money, I'm charging my client 1000 bucks and I go after or I go after one term for a thousand bucks. My efforts are going to be ten times as uh, as potent and uh, 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 you know for that one term because I'm not diluting right. my link. So basically, it boils down to the number of links that we're building. So if I'm building a hundred links and I'm going after ten words, then I got to divide it by ten. So I'm building ten links to each one of these keywords to try to make you rank for that. But if I take those yeah, you're spending hundred spend bucks. Yeah, you exactly. spend 100 bucks on each one. How far can you how far can you really get for 100 bucks? I mean, uh, when I need the jumpstart help my website sells Facebook fan page, I think I paid about 6 or 700 dollars just on like ads. I mean, that basically said like my page and watch a free video. I mean, you can blow through 100 bucks. I mean, how you can you know, family of four can blow 100 bucks on dinner. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the biggest, another big mistake that you want to stay away from. Anybody who's saying we're going to optimize you for 10, 20 terms, and they're not talking about five, ten thousand bucks or better, you're not getting what they're proposing. They're, they're only getting you some very lowly keywords that are easy to rank for. So don't do that as well. Right. Um, the uh, another thing when it comes to you know what we do and how we do it, um, I kind of broke down a little bit about the link building. It really, really boils down to the number one most powerful thing of S the powerful tool of SEO is link building. You'll get so many other companies that'll come along and say, "Hey, we're going to do all this optimization on site. We're going to change your title tags, your meta tags. We're going to, you know, do all this stuff with uh, uh, with with your keyword density and all these other things on your page." Um, now more than ever before, Google has really leveled that uh, part of what you know the power of what happens when you're optimizing things on your site. It really doesn't have as much power or hardly any anymore. They have eliminated right. it. It's really boiled down there. The crux, the whole core of the Google algorithm is based off of this link building system. It's basically a system right. of voting. And they say the more sites that are out there who 
point back to your site with a link using a keyword as the anchor text, meaning the blue underlined text that you click on when you click on it. So if you're a plumber and everybody's linking back to you with the word plumbers in New Jersey, every site they go to, the word they link back to you says plumbers in New Jersey. Google says, oh, this page must be relevant for the word plumbers in New Jersey because everybody else keeps pointing back to them, and every time they do, they keep using words that are related to plumbers in New Jersey. That's how the whole Google algorithm works. 90% of the entire algorithm is based off of that. So it boils down to link building. So if anybody comes and they tell you they're going to do all this other wonderful stuff with your on-page optimization and charge you a bunch to do X, Y, Z, they really don't understand what it takes to, to rank a page um, uh, efficiently from an SEO perspective. We get a lot of clients. Right, let me, let me, yeah, let me mention, yeah, let me mention something right there if you'll let me. Um, guys, for those who are listening to this, this is not new. This is not by any means new. You heard me at the beginning of this interview say that we've been working with Gary George uh, for about three and a half to four years now. The reason we've been working with him is because he and I both share Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru, is one of our clients. And I remember when we first had Gary join the team, and Gary came to us, and we were expecting the onslaught of you have to change all this content, all these pages, you have to do all this stuff with all the meta tags and this, that, and the other. Uh, Gary, how much of that work did you really give us to do? It was, what, about an hour's worth? Exactly. Very minimal, but yeah, little bit. It none. wasn't major. It wasn't major. We had to make a couple changes to headlines. We had to make a couple changes to metas. We had to add a couple scripts, these very tiny little PHP scripts. And I think most of the work we did was in terms of changing links and footers when you were doing cross-linking strategies between domains. But it really wasn't more than an hour or two's worth of work. And there were several different websites involved in this project. So if somebody comes to you and says, well, we're going to go through and we're going to optimize all your meta tags and your titles and descriptions and your keywords, you've heard me, if you've been listening to the radio show, say that your title and your description should have your key phrase for that web page in it, and they should be worded like they're a mini ad, so if they can get embedded in Facebook, they look like an ad with a call to action. That's what you do with the title and description. But as far as like measuring keyword density, making sure that all your menu links say this, that, or the other, it's really kind of misguided, and anybody that looks at that is going to see it as a blatant keyword stuffing scheme, and it's going to make you look illegitimate in this day and age. Absolutely, absolutely. And you make a, a, a good point again, Adam, about, you know, um, it, it really boils down to two things. And people say, well, what's the most important thing when it comes to on-page optimization? And I say, number one, it's just your title tag. Really? That's what Google looks at more than anything else. If you want to optimize yeah. your page, do your keyword research, number one, because if you just throw some keyword in your title that you think you want to rank for, but you have no idea how much traffic it gets, how much competition there is, that kind of thing. You're wasting your time. But if you've done that and you have a general idea, then just put your keywords in your title tag. And don't try to overdo it and rank for and optimize for five, six keywords on one page. Every page of your site should be focused on one keyword. That's it. It should right. be optimized for one keyword. So you use your different pages to rank for different terms or optimize for different terms if you're limited on budget. But the number one greatest and easiest way to do that is simply making sure that your keyword is in your title tag. Right. Um, right. So and, 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 I tell folks, yeah, and I tell folks to do the description, too, just because when it gets embedded in Facebook, it reads like a call to action, like a mini ad. But outside of that, for SEO purposes, again, if you, you know, optimize the title tag and you do everything that Gary's telling you to do, you're in the best shape you can possibly be as far as on your on-page optimization. 
Absolutely. One of the other things clients always ask me is they say, okay, what should I do in terms of writing my content? How much keyword, you know, how much, how many times should I use my keywords in my copy and blah, blah, blah. And, and nowadays, because everything has been uh, so leveled that we tell them, don't write for SEO. Don't write it. Don't write it like you're writing it for a purpose of optimizing it for SEO. Write it naturally. Right. Write it the way that it's going to deliver your marketing message the best because that's going to have the greatest impact on conversion ratio and really getting people to know and like who you are as a, uh, right. a an industry leader rather than trying to fudge some SEO benefit into your writing style. So don't do that either. Right. That's dead. Forget it. Simply write from a real marketing message perspective. Right. Right, I, and I agree, and I agree with that entirely because so many years I struggled to take key phrases, and make this sound like actual content. And I remember back, like maybe four or five years ago, when we first started our website review process, we started offering the start offering the video website reviews. We were doing things with menus, like the website menus. We were adding keywords and things like that. And we were doing all kinds of fancy tricks with how you word the word the items in navigation to make them look like calls to action and things like that. And pretty much at this stage of the game, we're now back to telling people to do things like about services, contact, help, because that's kind of back where we are again. The idea of manipulating all this stuff from both a search engine perspective and a psychological perspective, it's kind of been played out at this point. Exactly. Absolutely. And Google's gotten so smart. I mean, I tell people this all the time. Google has the smartest engineers on the planet. You best believe that yeah. they are consistently looking for day and night. That's their job is to find everything that everybody's doing to fudge the system. And it's not that hard. You could just take, just imagine if you were a Google engineer, you hear all the tricks that people are using. It would be easy for you to target this, especially if you're a programming genius, to figure out how you can target and figure out who's trying to fudge the system with these obvious tactics. So you don't want to do that right. anymore. Google has become way too intelligent. It's really boiled down to now, like I tell all of my clients now, content is king. It's really boiling down to it that if you don't produce great content, you are not going to be able to compete. And that is both in the paid arena and the organic arena. Marketing period yes. online is going to boil down to you producing great content. It's going to eliminate everybody who's been able to fudge the system and do things to outrank people with, you know, bogus content, that's going to be gone in a minute. It's going to be about the people who have great content who's going to really benefit from their marketing efforts, and that's what you need to focus on as a business owner right now. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about social signals. That's a phrase that I hear thrown around a lot, but what exactly does that mean? Oh, yeah, social signals became a big thing. As Google's algorithm progressed, they're constantly, of course, looking for additional means to um, uh, identify sites that are um, having a natural publicity effect. So basically, um, all the sites that are out there, that, that's what they're using with links. It's about popularity. They look at it, the more links you have, the more popular your site is. If the links continue to build and grow on a monthly basis, this month you got 100 links, next month you got 150, next month you got 350, Google's looking at that and saying, wow, this site's really popular. Look how it's growing, and look how many votes it's getting from all these additional people out here. Pointing back to the site must be a great resource because people don't put links to other sites unless they really adore the content that's there. Now, social signals became the next level of that. Google, again, their engineers, some of the best in the world, they said, hey, we have another means of measuring how popular 
uh, websites are. We can use our social media space to do that. And that became the whole social signals part of it. By, and the reason they developed and put out Google+, Plus because they realized that this was the wave of the future and that the true signals about popularity were being funneled through the social media funnels, through the social media channels. So they started to look at, you know, Twitter. They started to look at YouTube. They started to look at things that were going on on Facebook to see um, how many people were actually talking about your website and pointing back to it on those platforms as well. Now, the thing that makes social media even uh, an even better indicator of popularity is the fact that we have so many things in social media that are signals to the fact that you really like some content. And one of that is retweeting, for example. Anytime somebody retweets something, that is you patting the person on the back saying, hey, this is a really great content that this guy has. So now, they're not, no, not only are they just saying artificially pump out a bunch of tweets with your links in it, but no, if other people that you don't control retweet it, that's a clear indication that you have real, truly good, popular content. Um, same thing for Pinterest, repins. Uh, same thing for uh, Facebook, when they like your post, when people comment on your post. Those are all social signals that Google can easily gauge and say this is truly popular content. It's, it's a lot more difficult to fudge a thousand people liking your post on Facebook than it is to build a thousand links back to your site from a bunch of junk sites. So now Google really is leaning on this, and the reason they're pushing, and we have seen them push Google Plus so much, they, they, they're, they're really scared of Facebook a bit, and they wanted to have their own platform um, to leverage these things, and, uh, and we see that happening. So you have to get on social media right now. I tell my clients the same thing. If you're not on social media, you're going to be lost in the sauce. It's all about content. You've got to pump out great content right now more than ever, or you will not be able to play in this space of online marketing. Yeah. Uh, those of you who know me well know what I'm about to say because every time we start to get into this conversation right here, I always tell people that just on a lark about a year ago, actually it was right at the beginning of November 2012, I decided to do a little search engine optimization around the phrase vegetarian kitty, where it's spelled K-I-T-T-E-H, in other words, lolcats. So if you do a Google search for vegetarian kitty, uh, I'm doing it right now, Ashley, and I'm logged out of space, uh, excuse me, logged out of Google, so this is natural. The number one search result that I get 95% of the time is a fan page called Vegetarian Kitty, which only has 16 likes and only gets posted to a couple times a month. Uh, out of the 62,800 results that Google gives you when you do a search on the phrase Vegetarian Kitty, this little rinky-dink fan page that I put up and spend five minutes creating that has 16 likes on it, outranks everything. It outranks the listings of Vegetarian Kitty on cheeseburger.com, which is an authority website. It outranks a lot of YouTube videos. Plus, it has found its way into the Google Images search, where several of the, Im the images inside Google Images are actually from the Vegetarian Kitty fan page. I also put up a, we a website at www.vegetarienkitty.com, which has one blog post on it, which basically has Vegetarian Kitty saying, I use the training videos inside Business Creators Institute to put up my WordPress website. 
I mean, it's not even about vegetarianism, but, uh, but uh, the thing is, is I was also able to rank that web page. That's also very much on the front page of Google as well. I also have a, uh, I also have a Pinterest board called Vegetarian Kitty, which is one of the boards within my Pinterest account that also comes up on the first page of Google. So I use a very basic WordPress website, which isn't really even optimized except for the title tag, because the title tag of that website says Vegetarian Kitty, Vegetarian Cat, Lol Cat. So I did that. I did an optimized Facebook fan page, uh, a Pinterest board with, I think, one picture on it, and a couple other little things, and I get several of the top 10 results on the front page of Google and the front page of Google Images based on about a half hour's worth of work. So if you are a dentist in a town with 3,500 people in it, you can rock the search engines just by spending a few hours doing something that the dentist down the street who's been there for 30 years who feels that knowing everybody in church is enough to get them customers isn't doing. Yeah. That's yeah, how easy it absolutely. is if you really want to move forward. No, that's that, that's great. That's great stuff, Adam. Definitely. I mean, uh, that, that's that's what it's all about right now is just really taking action, like we said at the, at the top of the show, um, and, and and harnessing some of the things that you know that you can utilize to really push your business forward. And content is one of one of the things that is really at the top of the food chain right now. Um, and it's something that we all have to do as business owners to really get ourselves out there. Content marketing is taking over regular marketing. Everybody's desensitized right. to banner ads, to these type of ads and that kind of thing. The people still click on we still use all of this stuff, but they're very, we're all very much desensitized because we're so bombarded with this stuff. So that's why content marketing became the new buzzword because now it was like, hey, no, not only am I just going to push a marketing message in front of you, but I'm going to push some content in front of you that's going to push me as a, as a marketing guru. It's basically the same thing that's been happening uh, with, in the PR world, public relations. Anytime you get an article written up on you in the newspaper or a magazine, it became a much more um, you know, powerful marketing tool than you could ever do putting a full-page ad in a magazine or a newspaper. It's third-party uh, you know, people who are coming in and just verifying that you are truly this guru that you are and, and you have great stuff, and that's what it's all boiling down to nowadays on, on the web. Absolutely. So, Gary, this has been incredible, and I know we have about 10 minutes left here, and there's something else I think we really need to explore. And I hope those of you who are listening today, whether you're listening live or you're catching us on the podcast, are taking notes because, in fact, there is a good thing we have a podcast. So if you're listening live, you can go back and listen again. Now, I've been saying for a long time, and, Gary, you and I know each other, so you've heard me say this, that you know, we can talk about website conversions all day long as a way of measuring analytics and repositioning things on web pages. And while, yes, that's important, the majority of the work that goes into increasing website conversion rates actually happens before the visitor reaches the web page. So if you could give us some insights in terms of what we can do by putting together our content marketing, our search engine optimization, our search engine marketing, in other words, this is where we synchronize, to get our visitors pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped, which is why I call the three Ps of website conversions, before right. – they click here to learn more in that Facebook post or that banner ad or that Google ad or that email or what have you. So by the time they click here to learn more to go to your web page, they're already pretty much ready to take the action. All your web page has to do is help them do it. So how do we put these three things together to make that possible? That, that's a really good question. And the, and the, 
Um, one thing that I'll go back to, uh, you know, again, is it's all about producing the great content. The better your content is, the more people are, be, are seasoned to um, trust who you are. Um, and trust your opinion on things. The more that you teach people, the more that they feel indebted. And that's what I teach our clients as well. And we do seminars and stuff like that. When I talk to people, I say, I give away everything. I don't withhold everything. People say, why would you tell people your best secret? I say, if you want to get more clients, give away your best secrets. And they said, why would you ever give away your best secrets that you have within the business or what have you? And I said, that's because when you're doing that, you're showing these people that you are truly the, the industry leader. Um, in the space, and that you are giving back by sharing this type of information with those who may not be able to afford your services, that they can take some of that and possibly implement it themselves. But the vast majority of people will realize, or those people who would be ideal clients, those are the people who have more money than time, they're going to say, I don't want to do any of this stuff myself. I know you know what you're doing. You just gave me some really great information that I've never heard before. I know you're my guy. I want to hire you to do all of this stuff because I don't have the time. Yes. I'll pay you to do it. Yes. You know, Thank you. That's what it's all about. Thank yes. you. you. Thank you. Because, because there's be. still this poverty mindset out there, like, goodness gracious, like, well, if I give it away, nobody's going to pay me. That is the distinction right there. You're not looking – for people, you're not looking to educate people per se. Yes, you want to educate them to show them that you're the expert, but if I'm going to hire you or I'm going to hire somebody to hire to manage my SEO and SEM, I want to know that they know everything about this topic because when I give them my budget and I hand over my money and I say, go do this, I want to have absolute confidence that that money is going to come back to me several times. Uh, this lesson was drilled into my head about four or five years ago. I had this, I had this client, uh, he's a, an elder law attorney, and we were talking about the process of starting work with him and say, we're going to do a website review and blah, 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 blah. And he said, he said Adam, you, you're not understanding the type of customer I am here. Uh, I don't have time. Money within reason is no object. I've studied you. I've read your articles. I know you know how to do this. Just do it. You don't have to run estimates by me. Just charge my freaking credit card and do it. And I said, hallelujah, why can't I have more of you? But the reason I was able to get him and get clients like him is because I give away my best stuff. I'm not looking for people. I'm not, I mean, if somebody wants to graze off me and take my best knowledge and do it themselves and get results for it, uh, and I don't make any money for it, I will make money for it because they're going to tell everybody that I'm the one who taught them how to do it, and somebody's going to turn around and hire me. That's just how it works. And for the people who have more money than time, which is why we covered earlier in this interview the whole thing about you know, time and money, the people who have more money than time are going to be the best clients to have because they have the money as long as you show them the return on investment, and they don't have the time to nitpick you. They're going to give you the space to do your work. That is the best type of client you can possibly have. So, yes, give it away. Give it away, absolutely. And I'll add on to that by saying here's another lesson for that as well. I've had several clients that I've done just that. I've given them. They weren't ready. They had more time than money. They weren't at that stage, but I felt like they had a great business. I helped those people. I gave them information. I helped them grow their businesses. And what happened was they became highly successful later down the line, and they came back to me and said, hey, I'm really thankful that you, you know, went out on a limb to help me. Now I do have the budget to do some things, and now I am going to hire you. So that's the difference, right. too. I've had clients come back to me two, three years. Some of them I've totally forgotten about. One that just happened last week, actually. Completely forgot about yeah. the lady. I helped her out three years ago. She came back, remembered me, and said, I've looked all over the planet for your phone number because I have this new idea to create this software, and 
I know that you were my guy because you helped me before, and I knew that you were light years ahead of everybody else, so I went to town and found your number. This is about a $30,000, $40,000 contract for a person that I helped three years ago who did not have the budget at that time. We can talk about this all day, but I think it really just boils down to be giving, do great content, and synchronize your content marketing, your search engine optimization, and your search engine marketing. Understand what the terms mean and understand the amount of weight to put into each. And if there's anything that you should have gained from listening to our conversation with Gary today is how to spot the scammers and the people who deliver what we like to call a false result so they can claim they delivered the results. For instance, somebody says, I'm going to get you ranked on 20 key phrases. Well, Gary, I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, let's say that I made a promise I was going to get you ranked on 20 key phrases. I would pick 20 ghost towns. Uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania, and 19 others. I'd pick 20 ghost towns where nobody lives, and I would make you number one for search engine marketing expert in, and then attach that ghost town to it. And then when you turn around and say, where's my traffic and where's my, my business, I'm going to say, I got your 20 results. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, yep. and, and, yeah, that would be, that'd be, sli be a slimy thing to do, but I would have been able to also say that I delivered on my promise. I got you ranked on 20 search terms. Absolutely, and that is, the, that is the number one thing that you'll see out here in the SEO world. So I always warn people, be aware that we go head-to-head we go -head with all of these companies, and people who don't know SEO are always looking at that and say, this company is going to do 10 terms or 20 terms, and we say, go ahead, try it, see what you come back with, and sure enough, they're back in a couple of months and saying, we got terrible results, and I said, I told you that's just not the way this works. It's not a magic push-your-button type of thing, and you're going to rank. It's, it's really takes some time and effort. You have to be willing to go the course and invest into what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. So we've got about, uh, according to my timer here, we've got just about three minutes left here. And Gary, Gary George, Blazing Multimedia, SEOjackrabbit.com, I want to thank you so much for giving so much to us today here on Business Creators Radio Show. So I want to give you um, two of these remaining minutes. Uh, just tell us a little bit about how people can get a hold of you and some of the things that you offer because here in the Business Creators Radio Show, it's all about helping others. Uh, oh, I appreciate that, Adam. Well, definitely go check out anybody who's looking for help from an SEO perspective, a PPC perspective, any other marketing services you can think of, we can help you out when it comes to online. Um, you can go to our main corporate head, uh, website, which is blazinmultimedia.com. It's B-L-A-Z-I-N multimedia.com. You can check out yep. our SEO division, which is seojackrabbit.com, seojackrabbit.com. Mm -hmm. You can also check out our PPC division at ppcpitbull.com. PPCPitbull.com. Nice. So you could even put it in, whether it's Bull or Bulls, it'll both come to us, and we own all the domains, so they funnel back over to you. But, yes, check us out there, um, and there's a ton of stuff that we can help you with uh, as far as video marketing. We've been doing a ton with social media marketing. Um, there's a lot of great ways to drive traffic nowadays online, and especially for the small business owners, it's really a great way to leverage the playing field by using the tools that we have at our fingertips. So definitely check that out, and uh, feel free to give me a call anytime. Right, absolutely. And Gary, and for everybody else, you know, just remember that each one of our guests on businesscreatorsradioshow.com has their own profile on 
our website. Just go to businesscreatorsradioshow.com and look at our guest experts, and you'll be able to see their profile. We have links to their websites. You have links so you can connect with them on social media, and you'll see all the interviews that they do. So we'll probably have Gary back here as a guest again at some point because Gary just has so much to offer. And, I mean, we barely scratched the surface in this hour, but still, I mean, this, this interview was full of writer downers. So, so we're just about to wrap up here. Um, I'm being prompted that we have a minute and 18 seconds. So I think now is about as good a time as ever to, uh, to say adieu and just remind everybody that you need to make sure that you visit businesscreatorsradioshow.com and check out all of our previous episodes and upcoming episodes. And also do a search on iTunes for Business Creators Radio Show to see our podcast. Please subscribe to it. Every five-star rating helps us spread the message and help more entrepreneurs just like you. So, Gary George, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much, Adam. It's been great. Thank you again for having me on. You bet. And everybody, this is Adam Homie. Take care, and we'll catch you next week. See you.